0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app.
2: From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101. It's the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. Kevin Farrell here with Pam Pivus, ASHE certified inspector and inspected like a girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. It's the holiday season. You're probably having guests over soon, but there's something in your house that you didn't invite? For our last live show of the year, we're going to talk today about a popular topic, unwelcome critters in and around the home. We'll talk about deterrence, preventive measures, and what you can do if you find some invasive species around the house. And we'll be asking our home improvement experts how to handle insects, rodents, maybe even some bigger animals. You can always send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And we'd like to remind you that Fix It 101 re-airs every Saturday morning at 9. That's right before the Gestalt Gardener, which comes on at 10. So good morning. Hope that you're both doing well this morning.
3: I'm good. Jeff. You doing okay, man? He just slid in the door.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was uh, running just a little bit late. A little, oh, wait a minute.
3: A contractor who's late,
1: right? Really? Exactly.
3: <laughs> Listen, I used to show up to my home inspections early. You know, and I'm thinking I'm going to go in and, or I'm going to get there and get set up, and it so unnerved the homeowners. That we quit doing that. Right. Because they're trying to rush That's right. That's right. and get out. And what I'll and do... They're, and,
1: and, and they're running a little bit behind. And they're running so. a little
3: behind. I, I did one a couple of weeks ago, and Grandma was taking care of the grandbaby. Mm. Okay? So she's trying to pack up this little... Um, I guess it was maybe a toddler, and he was not happy about that car seat. Let me tell you, it was there was some... There was some discussion going on there, and I walked over to her. And I had to to say something before I got there because I didn't want to scare her, you know. So I I walked up and went, "Hey," I said, "You don't have to rush. Take your time. We're fine." Yeah. <laughs> I, I could tell she was struggling. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you have that issue now too, I, don't you? I do you?
1: a little, a little, and uh, but yeah, if they if they get a mindset to where they don't they don't want to do something. You know, have you ever seen forty pounds that just locks up? It locks in
3: place. <laughs> yeah, this is why I have pets. I can stick them in a kennel. There you go. <laughs> I'd get arrested if I did that with a child.
1: No, you said kid in there too. <laughs> you
3: can't do this. Oh, your... absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome.
1: Yeah. You Just don't tell a lot of people. <laughs> yeah.
3: Has Santa Claus gotten? Is Santa Claus ready for Santa your Claus? house?
1: Yes, yeah. Santa Claus is. <laughs> I've already talked to him and. Uh... And all, all's good.
3: Okay. So we're all's being nice. No naughties at your house. Everybody's being everybody's, nice. Everybody's being nice. Okay. Awesome.
1: <laughs> so um, any
2: end-of-the-year projects that either of y'all are working on?
3: I'm telling you, I spent the weekend in the yard trying to, you know, rake up the last bit of leaves. I think there may be one more fall,
4: <laughs> Yeah, and
3: then, and then we'll get them, but I'm pulling up all the dead stuff and... Went and bought my mulch. I'm waiting for those last bit of leaves to come down before I put my mulch down. And we had a caller, you know, just kudos to the folks who listen to this show and call in. But I was complaining about something. It was probably back in the spring about trying to redo a bed. And we had a caller that called in and talked about instead of using landscaping cloth, just put the pre-emerge down in the beds. And I'm giving that a shot this year. So if you're listening this morning, I want to thank you for that and. I'm I'm going to go down to the uh, little hardware store and get my pre-emerge and just sprinkle that out before I put my mulch down. So I'm in the yard right now um, and then doing a few things in the house, but mostly yard stuff right now.
2: You know, it's interesting about raking leaves. So several summers ago, uh, there was a neighborhood kid that came by my house and offered to mow the lawn. So he did a good job. And so actually was using him for a couple of seasons. Uh, one year, though, when it got to be fall, I asked him about raking leaves. And he's like, nep I don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> I,
1: I don't do that anymore.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, you can take your lawnmower. And that's what I've got a mulching lawnmower. Mm. And so I'll do that. But I have a friend who had to cut down some trees, and a large amount of trees due to some beetle infestation. She had to take down about 15 pine trees. It really just broke her heart, broke all of her, you know. It was just a tough situation. But she's asked for all the leaves she can get to lay down as kind of a mulch around the open spots now. So I've not raked leaves in years. This is the first year I've done that, just as a favorite to her. And it ain't fun. <laughs>
2: Well, I pulled out the blower the other day because I was going to blow them away from the house but then do the same thing where I was going to get my mower out to kind of mulch them up. And it was going fairly well, and then I had turned it off for something, and then (laughs) – I looked down and I realized, oh, there's two speeds on this. And I yeah. kicked that baby into high, and boy, those leaves started blowing <laughs> started the, Did
3: it lift you off your feet, <laughs> Kevin? Pretty
1: close. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Do you know, um, I have a friend that showed this to me. There is a little handheld blower, and I'm going to just go ahead and say it's a DeWalt, battery-operated. And it is the coolest thing ever. It uses the same battery as the drills and um, and mm-hmm. the other DeWalt tools. But I bought one, and I bet I have. I was actually checking on a friend's house the other day, and she's got one. I mean, everybody, especially women, because you get on. I have one of those gasoline blowers. I have to prop myself before I engage it because it'll shoot me across the driveway. That this small little thing, and it works, you know, it'll work for about 20 minutes, and then I have to change the battery. But it is nice to kind of clean off things. It's not going to be your big industrial, and these landscapers would never even think about it. But I tell you what I love about using this thing is that after I mulch my leaves with my lawnmower, it's dirty. Is yes. a, is pretty dirty and nasty, and I can whip that thing out and clean off that uh, lawn mower and you know the uh, some of the driveway, and I, I really enjoy that um, that product. So, and that's a good Santa gift, folks. I mean, if you, it, it's not terribly expensive. Really, the battery is more expensive than the tool. <laughs>
2: that's
1: true. That's right.
2: Well, uh, speaking of gifts, we mentioned last week uh, the little headlamp thing. Uh, and I went ahead and bought myself one, you know, I oh, good. got my crawl space encapsulated. So I was going to just poke my head under there to see what it looked like and maybe I'd possibly even crawl around because of, there's no muddy, you know, mud on the. On oh, the it's
3: ground. awesome. It's all nice and clean. Yes, You can go down there. And I remember one time I was inspecting a house a million years ago and I got to the site and I was like, oh, man, I forgot my crawl bag. And I mean, I put on a full suit. And I was like, well, let me go look and see how bad it is. And when I opened it up, it was, ah, uh, <laughs> it was encapsulated. So I didn't have to put on anything.
2: <laughs> but they did cover up all the, so it's dark. And so that's why it was funny because I did that. And I thought, aha, wait a minute. Wednesday, we just talked about the headlamp. So I went to
3: went, went one got of the places one. and got that's one. That's a great so. little stocking stuffer. Right. And now I saw something the other day, gentlemen, if your wife is in charge of of getting those stocking stuffers you need to be in charge of putting something in her stocking <laughs> 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 just word to the wise <laughs> fair
5: enough fair
2: enough filling time between your phone calls though we are going to talk a little bit about uh, controlling critters that might be trying to get into your home uh, either one of you have some experience with having to deal with the pests rodents insects that sort of thing <laughs> yes
3: yes
1: <laughs> uh, we 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 live in the middle of the forest so, squirrels, all kind of animals want to leave where they're at to get to a better spot. Now, summertime is fine. They're mainly outside, and they love it. Mm-hmm. But when it starts getting like it is now, they, they, they're they seeking something warm. Now, we, we've tried all kinds of things. I, I have this light. It's a blinking light that I mean... It will blind you if you look at it. It worked pretty well. It's the best thing I've found um but they get used to it, so what you have to do, you have to move it around, leave it off for a little bit, turn it back on. The critter's mind is not they don't have a very good memory <laughs> so uh if if you use that uh do those tips, move it, move it around a little bit, and cut it off. Um, you know, for a week or so, and then turn it back on. Another thing i found that I really like is fox urine. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Critters don't mm-hmm. like the smell of, of, of some predators, mm-hmm. which foxes are predators. So that, that works pretty well. And the best place to put that is the entrance and exit of where they're coming in and out, because they're coming in and out to get water. So put that fox urine right there, and that that will that will help.
3: It comes in a spray bottle, and it you does. can get it at it the does. hardware store. That's right. That's right. That's the craziest thing. Where do they get it? From a fox. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> to that, Piss that in would, a bottle like we do whenever well, we go to the doctor. Well, no, no, the fox
1: has to use the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So the fox actually likes it.
3: Okay. <laughs> I get a little relief. do no. well, they feed it a lot of water, make it drink a lot of water, make it very well, no, thirsty. They, they, they pay the fox. <laughs> <laughs> They're on <all> sour.
2: <laughs> Could you imagine that at a holiday party? Hey, what do you do for a living? Well, I milk fox urine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Got some phone calls to get to, so we start in Oxford. Chico's on the line. Good morning, Chico. Go ahead.
5: Hey, good morning, y'all. I I need the experts to settle an argument. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, you know, (laughs) we're going to have different answers, so go ahead, Chico. Thanks
1: for bringing us into this
3: deal.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I mean, we're in Oxford, so we're we're civilized. Let's call it a debate.
3: Okay, (laughs) it's a debate. Okay.
5: Okay, here in Oxford, we have uh, Larson's Big Star. Well, at 6 a.m., they open and have the best breakfast in town, and there's always a group of us waiting at the door at 6 a.m. And when the door opens at 6, it's you know, those automatic motion doors. The door you have to, like, pull on it a little bit. It's real slow when it's cold at 6 a.m. And there's been a debate going on amongst us, fellas. Is it because of hydraulic fluid being cold, or is it because the electric motor is cold? And somebody said, well, I bet you're across the street over at Kroger." They don't have this problem. I went and checked, and it's the same way that the door at Kroger, but they don't have the breakfast that Big Star has. Mm. So is it hydraulic fluid or the electric motor?
3: Maybe they just don't want you to come in right at mm. 6.
5: <laughs> mm. Oh, no, those ladies are back there smiling and ready to do And, and ready.
3: I just think <laughs> it's pretty awesome that you can sit around and think about this dilemma. Chico. Yeah, me too. We <laughs>
5: were too. waiting on the doors to open. <laughs> wow.
3: I bet it is a temperature. I would
1: say I would say if it has hydraulic fluid, that would be the that would be the culprit. Now I'm guessing, so that's kind of out of my wheelhouse. But
3: well, you got two votes for it. It's cold, so we, Jeff and I are actually going to agree on something yep. that we're both basically guessing. Well, at. no,
1: it, no, he, he's not asking. Is it cold? He's asking, is it the electric motor or is it the hydraulic fluid? He knows it's cold.
3: Yeah, but the, does it happen in the summer? Does it happen in the summer?
5: No, no, it's
1: not like no, the no. It, the cold that we know it's cold. So is the yeah. cold affecting the hydraulic oil, or is the cold affecting the electric motor? I, in yeah, my opinion, perfect. cold is not going to affect the electric motor. I think it's the I think the hydraulic oil.
3: Yeah, you took all that time to say what I just said. Yes. <laughs>
5: well, <laughs> I said yes. I so do appreciate it, y'all. Y'all have a very happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and everything else. And y'all just won me a free breakfast. Okay. <laughs> send, all right, send, Chico.
1: Send us our portion.
2: Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> a coupon, maybe, Chico. Send us a coupon. <laughs> there
0: you
2: go. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's uh, stay on the phone lines. Next, we're off to Ridgeland. It's Trey's turn on the air. Good morning, Trey. Go ahead.
0: Good morning, guys. I've I've got a question about you know we we got uh, freezing weather probably coming in another month or two, and then of course we got hurricane season coming uh, before you know it in August. And I'm debating as a, a very large stocking stuffer for myself, maybe a generator. And there's a couple of different options out there. I, I'm not looking for a, a you know central air keeping the central air going, but more like something that'll keep a window unit going during say two or three or four day kind of thing, but I've seen where there are now different sources, whether it's a good old-fashioned fuel, uh, gasoline one, or propane. I've even seen one where it's all three, both propane, natural gas, because I do have a hookup outside for that as well. But Of those three sources, and then finally the fourth source being just a big old battery, some of these new ones for the batteries. I'm just curious what what the benefit drawbacks of those types might be and, and which one, per se, less than 1500 bucks might be the best approach.
1: Mm.
3: Yeah, at less than $1,500 you are not going to have... I didn't know you have... could get a generator
1: 1500
3: You You okay. can go I, yeah, you can go like over go? to Costco or oh, Sam's okay. and get, you know, that you're going to have to put gasoline in. You can yeah, get those. yeah, no,
1: yeah. if I'm buying a $1,500 generator, I will, I'm I'm going to get five gallons of gas and um... I'm. I'm going to do that. I'm. I'm not going to go to the expense of hook it up to natural.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. Because the natural would, gas. you were sure To take it up to the next step. Which one then? Let's just say, of of those different options, is is natural gas is and um and uh, propane good bad or is it a little bit different particularly if you can do that and the gasoline or have y'all had that experience because i've seen I, one you know uh, we, out there that can do all three <laughs> we
1: i have not that's a that's a that's a unique option because now we're asking that engine to run on propane we're also asking it to run on natural and and fossil fuel uh, i'm not saying it can't happen i'm not familiar with it Um, what, what I like in a home generator, um, and I'm going to, I'm going to get way off of where you started. I like a 20 to a 22 KW. Um, they're, they're air cooled, they're reasonably priced and I like to run them. If I have it, I'm going to run it off a natural, um, And um, I'm going to be in. I'm going to be. I'm going to be all in. If I have natural gas heat, uh, I'm going to be all. I'm going to run my entire house for all in ten grand.
3: Yeah, I was going to say about eight, probably. Just depends. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. and that's install and everything. (laughs) Yeah, and those son of a guns will. What I like about them, and usually they're a Generac, is that right? I mean, are there some I've, other?
1: I've got a buddy that 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 does those. We've we've installed we've installed those.
3: Yeah, and they cycle every week, so, I think they're, so. Yeah, they're yeah they're on us so that they really take care of themselves. It's it's a pretty cool type setup, but you you weigh over fifteen hundred at that point.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I've got a little portable generator. Um, I'm going to run my refrigerator. That's I'm not. I'm not worried about air conditioning. At I'm that the point. same
3: way. I've got one, and uh, it's it's questionable on how well it works. That's a that's a winter project. It's it's been struggling as of late. But I like to have something just for my refrigerator and to you know charge the phone. But you can do that in your car. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, super. I'm
0: just. I'm I'm uh, looking at stocking stuffers, and obviously a ten grand stocking stuffer is a pretty big stocking stuffer. Yeah, that's a that, man. That's, that's, a long, that's, a, that's a. I'm not stocking. sure
3: Mama wants that in her stocking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just a they don't how cold it gets, guys. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: Stay on the phone lines. Off to Mobile next. Jeremy is on the line. Good morning, Jeremy. Go ahead.
0: Good morning.
6: Happy holidays, everyone. How are y'all doing?
2: Doing good. What do you have for us today?
6: Good. Um, so, speaking of uh, stocking stuffers. Um, my in-laws gave me one of the best things you could ever hope for as a a, a person of the gentlemanly persuasion the 20 volt rechargeable battery it looks like a drill but it's an air compressor keep it in your car nice. you never know when you might need one of them no
1: I, look um, i'm with you man
3: i, I promise it do, and so it's no, it does have the power to to you yeah, know air
6: it, the yeah, tire it, back it, up Yep, and you can plug it into your cigarette lighter if you yep. forgot to charge the battery. It's yep. wonderful.
1: I keep um, one. You know, I keep one on my motorcycle, and uh, uh, a flat on a car is one thing. A flat on a motorcycle is something else. <laughs> so. Yeah,
6: you're, you're <laughs> sidelined at that point. Yes. The other thing, uh, going back to the, uh, the call, both of those calls actually, I can give you some insight. The doors, yes, hundred percent. It's because they're cold and they did not work overnight. It's huh. hydraulic and electric all at the same time. Uh, the, the doors at my, uh, my facility over here, every morning that I, I open them up for the first time, it takes a long time. And they're brand new. Okay. <laughs> they just okay. don't want. They just don't want to open. It, no. It, yeah.
1: It. 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 It makes sense. Nothing really wants to work in the cold. <laughs> if, if you think about it.
3: Well, nothing wants to work yeah. at six a.m.
6: Well, that's <laughs> <no>, true. <laughs> exactly. Nobody does. And uh, as far as a, a generator goes, I'm all on board. Order you one from Amazon don't have to be too fancy don't look up your whole house all you needed to do is run the refrigerator or whatever else you could plug into it with a with a drop cord spend five six hundred bucks get one from harbor freight have it delivered to your door
1: gotcha all
6: right thank you that's all you need to do
1: thank
2: you thanks jeremy for the phone call you know i um i had one of those little air compressors and i had a a a leak or a a slow tire anyway i Turned it on, was going away. I filled f- 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 filled it up with air, <clears throat> then tried to start my car, and the battery was dead. And my friend was oh, but- like, well, no, didn't you know that you're supposed to do that while the car is running? And I'm like, I didn't now, but I do.
3: <laughs> I do now. <clears throat>
2: so if you have one of those, it is important to use it while the car is on so that you do not drain your battery.
1: That's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. And, and I'm going to add one more thing to that. Even though, you know, that— that compressor is going to run until it burns up. It's a very small motor. It's a little piston creating this compressed air. Um, you may not be able to air the entire tire up on one setting. Um, and what I mean by that is feel, that, feel, the, feel the air compressor. Once it gets hot, unplug it, let it cool off, air the tire back up. It's a very small motor in there.
3: So. so you just have to do it a little bit at a time.
1: Well, don't don't burn up your your lifeline. Right.
3: Right, right. You know these new cars will tell you if you if you're going if the tire is right. going. You know, I've got all, you know, this is so funny. I bought a new vehicle recently and I'm not going to talk about what it is or where I got it, but it was so funny to me as soon as I drove it drove it off the lot, the tires were low, and I was like, Y'all couldn't even <laughs> get check the tires before I left. And I just went over to, uh, I, and I'm just gonna say it, I love going over to Costco's because they've got that uh, the inflation tire little machine over there, and you can set your tire pressure on that gauge mm-hmm. and then go plug it in, and it stops when it gets ah, to that point. Really? I'm telling That's you. That's nice. I love that place.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, see, I bought a new car, and I'm glad because the old car I had was just the thing that said, well, one of your tires is low, and then you had yeah. to go around to all four of them to try. And, and with the new car, it shows you not only which tire it is, but I think it shows you whatever the
3: pressure is. Yeah, so. it shows you what the pressure is. And when the temperature <clears throat> changes, it's like that hydraulic door. Yeah. <laughs> just You will lose pressure. And, and I think it, it's not only temperature, but it's more air pressure. You know, mm-hmm. folks don't understand that. Which way does it go, Jeff? Do you know? Does uh,
1: you know? Does the
3: pressure go down whenever the temperature it, it, changes? It, when,
1: it, when it gets colder, um, pressure the, goes the, up. the pressure goes down when your okay. tire gets hot. Pressure builds up. Right. It's just like on our um, on our gas <coughs> test on our on our new houses. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to put a pressure gauge on there, and um, with temperature change, our our gauge will change. So, kind of gives you a, a false reading that you could have a leak, but chances are it is a, a temperature change that has affected. The space where that gas is.
3: So a pressure test, let's talk about that for a second. A pressure test on a gas line. Correct. What we're trying to do is ensure that there Mm-mm. are no leaks anywhere on that line. Correct. So the plumber will come and hook up a device that will put pressure on that line. There's not well, gas we, in there. Right, we
1: fill it up with air, uh-huh. just like you would fill your tire. And then we have a a, 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 a psi gauge. A PSI gauge on it. And we let it set um, for a period of time, and then when we call for our our inspection, our home uh, not our home inspection, but our our code. our our code inspection, they will check that gauge to make sure that it is holding. Yeah. And then there's one other test that is performed because uh, gas is a big deal. You don't want to leak um, when the gas company hooks up the sets your meter they also do, a, do a, a leak test
3: oh okay so the the technician with the gas company also does a pressure yes. test
1: yes and if and if they detect a leak they will not turn the gas on.
3: we had that problem a lot back in 2008 and 9 when there were so many foreclosures and people were having the gas turned off yeah and so you have to do if your gas has been turned off in an existing home there has to be a pressure test before they I can turn it, it yeah, back on. I think
1: it's a six months. If it's, if it's been off for, for six months or longer, they, they they require a gas test.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's important. It's an important That's part right. of the process. Well, really. it's, uh,
1: yeah, it's, it's a big safety deal. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: You're listening to Fix It
2: 101 on MPB Think Radio. It's the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. Kevin Farrell here with Pam Pibus, ASHI certified inspector and inspect it like a girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from HouseWorks. As promised, we will go to Natchez. James has been holding on for us. James, it's your turn. You're on the air, so go ahead.
6: Yes, I need to know, what do you do about armadillos rooting your yard up? Oh, <laughs> boy.
3: Yeah, that's a challenge right there, because they do. And they got that, that, that um, you know, they're guarded. They got armor.
0: <laughs>
3: they got some armor on. Yeah. I, can I tell it, a funny story you about know, an armadillo? He,
1: here's the thing about armadillo. Um, you don't want to mess with them.
3: Yeah, because they I mean.
1: Well, it's not that they carry a disease. Um, I can't think of the name of it right now, and the, the, it it only affects a certain uh, percentage of the population. Uh, but you you do not want to touch an arm armadillo. Uh, now, get back to your original question: How do we keep them from? From rutting the yard, man. The only place I've ever encountered them was out at our place in the country, and I didn't worry about them. Um, If you live in a in the city, you can't. You know, a shotgun's a good option. But
3: yeah, that's what happened with a friend of mine. She shot uh, one, and it didn't kill him. And he came running at her, and she was on top of her car screaming. She but, need a bigger gun. Yeah, well, it didn't do much. Yeah, uh,
5: leprosy, I, I, Jeff. I'm,
1: that's what you. It about. is leprosy. No, you're exactly right. Thank you very much for that. Um, yeah. So be careful if you if you do kill it. Just don't 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 mess with it. You know, you know I'm
3: wondering if you can use a trap and relocate. That's what I do with the possums. Yeah. They're they're easy to catch.
2: And also, James, on our Creature Comfort Show, Thursdays at uh, 9, we've talked before and actually had a guest on our show a couple of times of sort of a critter wrangler. So if you go online (laughs) and search for that, there are people whose job it is is to help you know get rid of those oh, yeah. pest animals around your house and that way especially again with the with an armadillo with the you know with what jeff was just talking about it might be a better idea to let the person the pro who knows kind of what they're doing and has had experience doing it before but i think if you maybe critter catcher or you know wildlife capture something like that on a search engine i think maybe you should be able to find somebody and i'm fairly sure that the that that you know natchez is in there is in their area
1: yeah there there's a guy here in town i've used him um, a lot actually, uh, he's very good, so
6: yeah, because I mean, these armadillos, the walkway coming up on both sides of the walkway, the concrete walkway, they're eating that up. Then, oh, um, I mean, they they it ain't just like no, you know, something. No. I mean, it's real big,
1: you know, you know, something <laughs> this is crazy, but you could all you could take some sack and put it down in the hole. You know,
6: well, we did that on one hole. Did it work? Then, then at my other friend's house on on the side of her driveway, the whole yard is like, you know, like 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 you know, something something rooting up the yard. Yeah, yeah. Wow. What they've
3: done is they sent out invitations and invited all their <laughs> friends.
6: They're <laughs> like,
3: "This is the place." That's what happens whenever you know, because when you get one, if you don't take care of the one, now you got multiples. <laughs> you know, the whole family's coming. They've just decided your friend's house is where the party is.
2: Yeah. But yeah, like I said, James, there are some folks out there that do that for a living, and I think that might be your best bet to try to get them on it because they will have the experience of dealing with critters and and trying to keep them under control. So we appreciate your call. Got a couple of emails here. Here is one from John in Hattiesburg who says, I'm using poplar as utensil drawer dividers. I bought the poplar at Lowe's and it has a smooth finish, but wondering if I should apply some type of oil to the poplar or use it as is. Any thoughts?
3: You know, it just depends on what your preference is. When you're looking yeah. down in there, do you like the wood grain? Right. I don't think it's going to do anything to protect it, it one way or the other. It would really be just be up to you. Yeah. I did the same thing in my drawers years ago, um, and I just cut the dividers and installed them in the drawers because all my cabinets are original. They're 50 years old or 60 years old at this point.
2: Alright, so yeah, so just maybe, Jen, whichever you like better, uh, e- either way would work.
3: Yeah, I think it's a personal preference. And let me talk about, uh, as long as we're on this thing, you know, talking about critters, let me talk about the things that they will damage whenever they come into your house. The biggest thing that I see damage wise from uh, rodents is crawl space ductwork. Yep. So it's same same thing in the attic. Yeah. If no, you're on a conventional right. foundation and your registers are in the floor, that means your ducting is going underneath the house. And they will get underneath there and do some damage. Yes. And what that damage, then you don't you don't realize that that's going on. A lot of folks that like you, Kevin, they're not going to crawl underneath their house to see. Right. But out of sight, out of mind is pretty much what it well, is. Well, uh,
1: again, they're looking for that heat source. Yeah, so.
3: they're looking for heat. Or in the summer, they're looking for water. That's right. Yep. Because it will, your now, ductwork will condense. Yeah. And now, they'll get down there and tear it
1: up. Now keep. Keep this in mind. Chances are, if it is a non-rodent squirrel, mouse, rat, whatever, that is not covered on on most insurance policies. But but if it is a mammal, if it is a non-rodent, let's just call it non-rodent. What is a non-rodent? Well, give, a non, me, a, 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 give me an a, example. A, 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 a raccoon, a, um, a possum. Those things would be covered. On most homeowner policies, uh, squirrels are not. So keep, keep that in mind. If you do, bats are covered on most insurance policies.
3: So you, um, the moral of the story is, is either you have to sleep down there to figure out what it is <laughs> or well, get now, you a GoPro.
1: Again, you know, you're going to call you're going to call my critter, my, my guy that catches critters. And um, he will dispose of them humanely and in the proper way. Mm -hmm. um, Because let's just take, for instance, a bat. Um, You can't kill a bat. Bats are – oh, and they are toxic. You don't want to mess with a bat either. uh, But he'll trap them, and he'll go release them. Um, So –
3: you know, and I want to do – I was reading something the other day on bats. You really you really want bats. Right. You yes, just you don't do. want them in your attic.
1: Right. You, you don't want them in your mm-hmm. attic because what, what happens, they get in between your backside of your brick. Now, picture this. The backside of the brick and the front side of the sheathing. You can't get to that area without taking the brick off mm-hmm. or removing the sheetrock, insulation. And sheathing that you cannot get off without taking the brick off. So it is a big deal when bats start entering your house.
3: Yeah, and then they, what they leave behind is toxic. Right. And Absolutely. that's why you want to keep it out of the envelope. I'll see them when I get up in these houses, and they'll be on the gable screen. And yep. that is the ventilation yep. that you have on the side right. of your roof. And they're just hanging out. As long as they're on the outside of the screen... No sure. problem.
1: I mean, they're, they're they're eating all the mosquitoes. Yeah. Yep. I,
3: I Listen, I saw one the other day, and he was enormous. I was like, dude, there must be a lot of mosquitoes in this area because you are living large.
2: <laughs> We've uh, got some callers to get to. This is uh, Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. Let's uh, start again in Memphis. Julie has called in today. Good morning, Julie. Go ahead.
4: Hey, good morning. Uh, I just had a quick comment about the bed pre-emerged that you were talking about laying down instead of the landscape fabric, which is an excellent idea for the bed pre-emerge, but um, in the commercial setting, which I'm used to when we use it, um, it's really highly suggestible that once you put that down, that you don't walk back over in the beds a lot, because it basically breaks the barrier everywhere you step. So I think a lot of people don't realize that, but it's really a good idea You know, obviously to read the instructions, but it is important to protect your investment and try to stay out of those beds after you put that pre-emerge down. Okay, yeah.
3: Okay. So, Thanks. you would put it down, sprinkling it down, backing out. Mm-hmm. And then, how do I get my uh, mulch on top of that, Julie? <laughs> well, <laughs> do I have to throw it? <laughs> over
4: the... You do, yes. Uh, but, I mean, you know, there's a certain amount that you'll have to walk in there. But... Uh, you don't as want foot traffic
3: possible. in there. In other words,
4: yeah, as little as possible is the best way to do it. I prefer to put my mulch down first, and then I put the pre-emerge on top of the mulch because that's the final blanket, and, and it does form a blanket, a chemical blanket that stops the weed seeds or any seeds from germinating. So I just prefer to put it on top of the mulch.
3: On top. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good thoughts. Thank yeah. you, Julie.
2: Thanks, Julie, for your sure. call. Mike's on the line from Tupelo, though. Mike, you're on the air with us. Go ahead.
0: Good morning, guys. Uh, first of all, thanks for all the great programming this, this year uh, for this show and, and all the other locally produced shows. Uh, it's it's really a blessing to have have all this good information uh, locally available here. Thanks, so, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Right. Thank you. Um, my question is about a deck. I have a, a small deck at the entrance to our house. Uh, pressure-treated wood, it's been down about a month, um, and hopefully getting dried out. We've had very little rain here in the Tupelo area, so it should be good and dry. And I want to put some coating on it to uh, make it last as long as possible, and I'm looking for suggestions. Um, probably a little color match to some of the trim on the house, just a light tan or brown. And then, are you, do you have any suggestions for non-skid properties to help us... Uh, uh, when when, the, when it finally does start to rain here,
3: yeah, yeah. How tall is the deck? First, Mike, is how far are you from the ground on this deck?
0: Oh, just a couple of steps. So I mean, it's 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 not uh, off the back of the house. It just kind of goes down from the front door to uh, what used to be the driveway into the garage.
3: Okay, and is there a gutter above it? Yes. Okay, so you don't have any rainwater coming off on it. You know, the only thing I'm going to tell you not to do, which, and I'm just going to live on my experience, is that I use that, and my buddy up in Canada had used this, and it's a great product up in Canada where the humidity is not as, the dew point is not as high. But it was the coating that you put on it for slip protection, and it rotted that deck out so fast. It did, didn't it? Yeah. And it was because, and and Jeff talks about this all the time, is that there was nothing on the bottom side of it. That's right. And so when the ground moisture and on our high dew point here – it would just get so humid underneath it, and it literally, unbeknownst to me, rotted those boards from the bottom up.
1: Well, it created a greenhouse effect.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Moisture could not escape. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I like sealing the entire board before I put it down.
3: And that's, yeah, but we're about, but I was going to say I, that, but you're I, beyond that at I, this point.
1: I, right, it's already down. <laughs> it's already down. Um,
3: I, I'm probably...
1: Hmm, it's a tough question. Uh and there's there's so many different opinions on it. It's almost like which 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 way do I turn my ceiling fan blade? Um
3: <laughs> don't even anybody I, call about I, that. I, you know, don't don't do it. <clears throat> I I'm probably
1: going to I'm probably going to leave it alone. Okay? Uh it's it's pressure treated lumber. It it's built for outside. But if I just have to put something on it, I'm going to put a a clear sealer on it if I just can't stand myself if I don't.
3: Yeah, you can get them if you wanted to, Mike, and you mentioned about getting a color. You can do that. Um, What you're going to want to do is really watch that because you do have problems coming up from underneath it. Um, So putting something on there, I think you're so smart. And waiting, giving it a little time, let it dry out really good. Definitely
1: let it dry. Uh, And and again, there's nothing wrong with not doing anything.
3: Right. Well, and let me just tell you this, too, and Jeff's going to love me for saying this. We actually agree on this. Do not, under any circumstances, power wash that deck. Do not do it. Because when you do, you destroy the integrity of the wood and how everything's going to go down in there. And I see people doing that all the time. And even you go to the big box store, and there's products there about how you can put this in your power washer to wash your deck. All you're doing is stripping that wood of the integrity of the wood and creating <clears throat> ways for the water to that's go right. down in there and Look, destroy it. Look,
1: I've, I've got one at, at my personal house that's been there 14, 15 years, never put anything on it. It's six inches above the ground. Now, it is starting to fail. It, it is... Out, it has lived its useful life, but I, I didn't put a thing on it.
3: Yeah, and I have put, you know, mine, I've got a light gray coating on it, but what I did is I I listened to Jeff, believe it or not. People <laughs> thinks I, they think I don't listen, but I listened to him talk about, you got to paint all six sides. And so I took those boards and laid them out in the sun for about a month. This was December two years ago when I was rebuilding my deck, And then I painted them on all six sides. But really, I think, Mike, at this point, it's a personal preference. And just staying on top of it. Um, Put something in your calendar to reapply every... I like every three to four years, personally, on it. Um, And it does depend on... One of the big things that will happen on wood is if it doesn't dry out. So if you're in a wooded area and you got a lot of shade... The the water's just not going to dry out like it would if you had direct sun on it. So you've got to think about those things as well. All right, uh,
2: Mike, we have
0: direct sun, and and so I'm looking at either semi-transparent oil base or latex stain. You know, for the colors, what the the paint stores have recommended. So
3: yeah, I don't think you could. I think either one of them. I personally would do latex because I can't stand cleaning up after oil.
2: All right, Mike. We appreciate your call. Let's get one final call in. Appropriately enough, it's about a critter. It's uh, Mike. Um, I'm sorry, Mark from Pas Christian with rats in his attic. Mark, what do you have Roro.
0: for us? <laughs> oh, good, good morning. Yeah, my house is on slab. I've got a ridge vent roof. The only place I can figure the rats are getting in are, is through the ridge vent. I've got this Tomcat mouse killer with bromethalin in it. Yep. And I was, I was wondering, and I can tell it's been gnawed on because I look at it from time to time. I'm just wondering how I can tell when the rats are gone, and what else can I do? Well,
1: the principle behind that rat killer, once they eat that, they go seek water. So that that's the that's the um, that's the chemical makeup of that. And then when they drink water, then they obviously the chemical starts reacting. Um, I don't have a problem with that. I really don't. Um How do I know when they're gone? Um,
3: when you don't hear them up there having
1: that, a party. Yeah, I was just fixing to say that, you know, in the middle of the night when you hear somebody running up in your attic.
3: <laughs> now,
1: it's important to do this. If you're going to use that, that poison, make sure you don't seal where they're coming in because you don't want them dying up there.
3: Yeah, they'll Mm. die, and it's really, it's worse in the summer than it is in the winter. They'll decompose, and you don't smell them as bad for whatever reason, but, you know, and you've got to kind of stay on it, Mark. It's not like, oh, I'm finished, and you shake your hands and go, oh, yeah, I'm done with this particular problem. It's just constant. It is. I mean, it's just a constant. It's like, talk to the folks in New York who now have a whole department just for killing rats. I mean, it's just yeah they, they but no I,
1: I i I don't have a problem with what you're doing,
3: yeah yeah, and Not maybe, maybe add some of that spray that Jeff was talking about at the beginning and put that around the edges to see if you can deter them now in using that product, and I'm actually using that at my house is that when it rains, you got to put more out, because it, it washes it all away. And let me tell you, don't get it on you, because it's <laughs> man trying to wash your hands after. It's just just wear some gloves. It's disgusting.
0: I'm going to back up to that Ridge bin. It's <laughs> got no screen in it. And I'm wondering. That's right.
1: No, it doesn't.
3: It doesn't.
0: Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, I- that's, that
3: seems like a big problem for anybody that's got a ridge vent with no screen. Some I mean, of them the do. Yeah, uh, I, so, uh, yeah, Some of them will have a screen on the bottom of that uh, plastic, because what they do, it's it's plastic, and they put it down the ridge, and some of them have yeah. the screen and some of them don't.
1: You know, another thing you want to do, too, because they're, they're not climbing up the side of the house. They're jumping off of a tree. So, yeah. they're, right. they're you know, cut the limbs back will we'll help.
3: Yeah, I was sitting this morning uh, looking out my window, and I saw the limb move. And I thought, no, that's, a, "That's right, just jump right across the right. house, right on top of that
5: thing." Yep. Well, I appreciate the
0: advice. I haven't heard them partying lately, so I guess they're gone for a while. But nice. I'll on top
3: of yeah, that. they've gone to your neighbor's house. They'll be back once they finish. They'll come back.
2: <laughs> All right, uh, Mark. We appreciate your call. This is Fix It One On One on MPP Think Radio. Going to put one of you on the spot in the final thirty seconds of the show. We've talked a little bit about stocking stuffers for home improvement folks. Uh, any last minute suggestions for your your home improvement person on your Christmas list?
3: It depends if they're into if they're into home type stuff. <coughs> I like an outlet tester, a headlamp. Yeah. Um, a, one of the tiny. I had a guy the other day. He saw me get out my little portable uh, drill that I use on site, and I can stick it down in my pouch. Mm-hmm little things like that.
2: All right. Very good. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners. Our show is produced by Lacey Alexander. So for Pam Pibus and Jeff Sammons, I'm Kevin Farrell. Inviting you to stay tuned. Up next, it's Everyday Tech, followed by Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart at 11. We'll be back next Wednesday at 9 for more Fix It 101 right here on MPB Think Radio.